from the Edwin Cardinal O'Brien Pastoral Center in Washington, D.C., home base for the Archdiocese for the Military Services, USA. This is Catholic Military Life, the official podcast of the Archdiocese. Here now your moderator, Public Affairs Director Taylor Henry. Thank you, Elizabeth Saul, and today it is my pleasure to have as my guest Father Captain Thomas S. Foley of the United States Air Force. Welcome, Father Foley. Very good, Taylor. Thank you. And you are a chaplain recruiter for the Air Force, That's correct? right. Tell me all about that. Sure. Well, each branch of the military active duty has um, recruiters who bring chaplains into uh, that branch in the Air Force. Uh, We have uh, a chaplain office and recruiting headquarters at Joint Base San Antonio in in Texas, and uh, I'm one of the priests, so we have two priests. He's a retired chaplain as the other priest uh, working there in the office, and I'm the active duty priest, and there are uh, five other chaplains that also work in the office, and we bring all of the chaplains into the active duty Air Force uh, through our office in San Antonio. I spend much of my time focusing on Catholic priests and seminarians, of course, uh, recruiting them, uh, finding them, speaking with them, uh, telling them about the opportunity to serve in our Air Force, so the recruiting part. And then the other part of the work is the actual accession process, uh, where an individual applies for a, a commission in the Air Force, and we work through all the paperwork and all the application process to bring uh, that person onto active duty. And you do this nationwide? We do. And so you must travel a good bit. Travel a good bit to Catholic seminaries, to clergy conferences, things like that. And the seminarians you talk to, these are not our co-sponsored seminarians. These are guys who are preparing for the priesthood, but maybe haven't even thought about uh, chaplaincy. Exactly right. Let's hear your sales pitch. Sure. Well, we often speak of the call within the call. And so a seminarian who is already discerning a call to priesthood uh, can relate to that idea of vocation, that call. And so we speak about, you know, additional calling or or more specific uh, calling, at least for a time uh, in a priest or a future priest's uh, ministry. Um, And I just relate it to a bishop may ask a priest to take on a specialized assignment of one kind or another, um, you know, uh, in addition to parish ministry. Uh, we might ask a priest to be a prison chaplain or a seminary professor or work in the bishop's office or something like that. And so military chaplaincy is another specialized uh, calling or, or possible ministry uh, for a priest uh, to consider because we need to be sent where our people are. And, of course, we have Catholics in the military, and so they certainly need priests close to them to bring them the Mass and the sacraments. And just how great is the need in the Air Force? It's a great need in the military in general. Um, As we know, Roman Catholics are about 20 or 25 percent of the military population. And, of course, when we speak of military members, we also bear in mind that they have dependents. They have families uh, with them. so we have a good number of Catholics in the military, and we have in the Air Force only about 55 priests on active duty today, and the Army and Navy have similar shortages of priests. 
Um, so if you just think about it, and our military is all over the world, and we deploy, and when, and the real issue is deployment. When, when our nation sends her military members on deployment, uh, they can't necessarily get to a Catholic church in the country that they happen to be located in, even if there were a Catholic church uh, available. They may not be able to go outside the wire, so to speak, leave the installation where they are. Uh, They're on military mission. They're in the war zones. uh, They're deployed. And if we don't send priests with them, those deployed members simply will not have their confessions heard, and they will not receive the Eucharist. That's how essential it is. And that's the time they need it most, probably. Exactly right. I did a little number crunching before we started talking, and the last figures I could find would be that uh, uh, 313,000 airmen on active duty in the Air Force, and if we apply that 20-25%, we're talking about 78,000 Catholics. And you said about 55 priests serving that population, and that breaks out to be about one priest for every 1,400 airmen, and that's not counting their families. Tell me, how does that affect uh, the priests who are on active duty? I mean, your work must be uh, tremendous. Priests love active duty and they love deployment. Um, it's very compatible uh, for Catholic priests to be in the military uh, for many reasons. Uh, a priest friend of mine who had been deployed three times in the past six years, which is a pretty frequent ratio uh, frequency for deployment, he was saying, you know, he loves deployment because it, it just makes him focus on essentials and why he is a priest. You only have with you your uniforms. You have very few personal things with you. Um, you know, you, you, you're just down to basics, and you're focused on, you know, the day-to-day, your daily prayer, um, the daily mass, and being available to the people and their needs that day, uh, many of them involved in very dangerous missions. And you're there to support them and help them and, and, and to bring Christ to them um, through your presence as a priest. He said that is why he loves deployment. And I thought that expressed it very well. And I think mo- our priests would all agree with that. Um, that's where we want to be. We want to be where someone needs the priest the most. And there is a lot of overlap between the military lifestyle and the priesthood. Uh, we're talking discipline. We're talking serving a cause greater than ourselves. And that's what I hear you saying, particularly in times of deployment. But at the same time, with only one of you for every 1,400 airmen, uh, that must be a real challenge. It is, Taylor. We have installations uh, throughout the military that do not have an active duty priest. Um, we just don't have enough priests for every installation. Now, we certainly you know, rely on the help of uh, reserve chaplains uh, and guard chaplains, um, they sometimes might assist and fill an active duty billet for a period of time. We certainly rely on um, what's called government contractors, uh, civilian priests who would help out at a military installation uh, in the Catholic chapel. And again, that is very much appreciated and very useful in the United States at our basis, you know, we call them CONUS. But OCONUS, and I go back to deployment. You know, that's where we need priests in uniform, active duty, 24-7, all in, who train the same, everything except with combat arms, uh, eat the same food, wear the same uniform. They're with their people. 
That's where we need our priests, and we hear so much of that in our church today about accompanying people and being present and close to the people. That's what a military chaplain really strives to do. And with so few Catholic chaplains on duty, I suppose the uh, problems that result from that are more than just them not being able to have access to the sacraments. But you have other non-Catholic chaplains at work, and some of them may do a little proselytizing. Yes. Well, as we know, a proselytizing is not allowed in the military because of free exercise of religion. But uh, maybe if we uh, were to use the word overzealous, perhaps, something like that, there certainly is no shortage of other chaplains, of other faith groups, uh, Bible studies and fellowship and all that, which can be very attractive. Remember, the military is basically young adults, um, and it's many ways the work of a chaplain is young adult ministry. Those young adults, those young Catholics, um, if there is no priest, if there is no you know, vibrant Catholic community uh, where, where that person is located, well, they may w- wind up in some other, in some other group. Um, furthermore, we have many of these young adults who are finding their way. Many of them are seeking faith, and they may come to inquire about the Catholic Church. Uh, priests spend a lot of time, especially on deployment, doing one-on-one RCIA, giving instruction, uh, teaching people the faith, and, 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 and bringing them to the sacraments. Very important to be able to do that. Um, and uh, also, uh, for our military leadership, um, the presence of chaplains to give advice to military leaders on matters of religion, on matters of the morale uh, of their troops. Uh, And in particular, it's no secret, um, we hear over and over how the voice of a Catholic priest is very much respected. Uh, Military leadership recognize the significant role, tradition, history of the Catholic Church and the formation that the Catholic clergy received through their seminary years. So advising military leadership and the great regard that the Catholic clergy are held in by many, um, even non-Catholic leaders, uh, that they want to hear the perspective of the Catholic Church. And so the importance of priests there, yes, to take care of all the young people, all the young adults who are serving in the military, and also to be be there um, when appropriate to give support and and advice uh, to leadership, especially on matters of religion. Tell us a little bit about your background. How did you discover your vocation? And what in the world led you to the military? Well, I like to tell people when they say, what were you? I said, well, I was a PFC. I was a perfectly fine civilian. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm a rather late bloomer when it comes to the military. So I was ordained in the Archdiocese of Boston in 1986. I served happily in parishes in the Archdiocese of Boston for 22 years, and then was privileged to serve on the staff of Cardinal Sean O'Malley for four years at the Archdiocesan level. And it was during that time I was on a retreat, and I just started praying about this. And I was thinking of some priests who had recently returned to the Archdiocese of Boston, having served many years uh, in the military as chaplains. And I admired what they did, and I thought, you know, I never did that, and uh, I wish that I had. I wish I had served my country 
in that way. And I said, ah, it's, it's too late now. I was probably 50 years old at the time, and I'm 58 now. But I spoke with a retired chaplain, a good priest, good a mentor of mine. I told him what I was praying about, and he said, well, he's, I was 50. When I went back into the Army, you know, as a priest, he had been in the Army earlier before he was in seminary, he said, they'll take you. They need priests even more now. So, uh, of course, I had asked the Cardinal, and he very graciously, kindly gave me permission to inquire. And um, I, I turned to the Air Force um, because I, you know, had a contact. It's all very simple. It's kind of, you know, what's near at hand. And I knew a priest who, who had a connection to the Air Force Chaplain Corps, and he gave me a number to call. And I spoke to Chaplain of Sessions, the office that I work in now, and they said, if you can pass the physical we will get you in this year. And that's how it went. Wow. Yeah. And so after that came basic training? It did. Commissioned officer training. Commissioned officer training. Right. And what does that entail? Well, it's a five-week um, experience at Maxwell Air Force Base where the uh, Air Force officers uh, train. And the chaplains train with the medical people and with the lawyers. So it's commissioned officer training for people in those careers. Uh, the line officers, um, they have a, a similar but more lengthy separate training uh, also at Maxwell. So uh, it's basically the uh, five weeks to help a person realize they're leaving the civilian lifestyle and entering a military lifestyle and the differences there and the adjustment that needs to be made. So wearing the uniform, taking orders, uh, sitting in a classroom, learning uh, military history, and we, they even call it doctrine, military doctrine. They take so many things from the Catholic Church, you see. <laughs> Ideas like doctrine, <laughs> customs and courtesies. I says, who do you think invented saluting and genuflecting and everything else? We, we've done this for a long time. But you learn you learn how to perform and, and, and how to present yourself as an Air Force officer. There's some physical training as well, team building, and so on for five weeks. And you say physical training. I suppose you were up at dawn every day doing a... a zero four thirty. Zero four Before dawn. Oh, my goodness. And doing what? <laughs> well, we'd go out onto the field. We would do uh, calisthenics, all the squadrons, all, you know, lined up. And we'd be out there with our flashlights and our reflective belts in the dark uh, doing a, uh, calisthenics. And then we'd go for a run. And then whatever else, I would do about an hour of that every morning uh, to kind of wake us up, get us going. And then uh, after a quick breakfast, um, we would be in the classroom then for most of the day. And then there could be other types of physical training, mostly team-building exercises, obstacle courses, and things like that. Well, since this is an audio-only podcast, the folks can't see you, but I can tell the listener that you appear to be in outstanding physical condition and you say you're 58 i would i wouldn't have guessed you to be a day over 40 i thank the military for this <laughs> so how long have you been in the air force now six years and uh you gonna stick around or what is your plans i don't have plans i leave that i don't mean to be overly pietistic here taylor but i do leave it up to the good lord you know it's it's, it's his calling and it's god's will uh, for me um and it's up to my archbishop and it's up to the air force and uh the day may come when my archbishop calls me back to Boston, and that's where I where I belong. Or the day may come, the Air Force says, thank you very much, Chaplain Foley, but you're now too old or whatever, and thanks for your service, and it's time for you to leave. 
so I just look at one assignment at a time. And to be honest, Taylor, in my 30 plus years as a priest, that's all I've ever done. And as a result, I think I've been relatively happy. I don't look too far ahead. Where else have you served besides San Antonio? Sure. My first duty station with the Air Force was Ellsworth Air Force Base in Rapid City, South Dakota. Sounds cold. It could be windy, could be cold, not always. It also could be December, January, and 55 or 60 degrees and sunshine. Beautiful summers up there. Beautiful summers. And after that? From there to recruiting service in San Antonio. I see. And... uh so you've been in San Antonio now for how long? Uh, three years. I see. And how's it going, uh, the, the recruiting? Well, it's going slowly. Um, you know, our, we talk about our pool is, 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 is shrinking in general. In terms of um, chaplains overall, um, you, you know, uh, Americans are often described as being a religious people, a faithful people of faith. But in terms of the practice of religion and people belonging to churches, um, we know that there's, that's becoming less. So to find those who are qualified, who have the right uh, theological degree and pastoral experience, regardless of what their faith group is, uh, is more of a challenge. When it comes to the priests on the Catholic side, you know, I visit the seminaries, I see the truly wonderful seminarians we have today, how solid they are. Some dioceses are doing quite well. Um, you know, I think there certainly is a little bit of an uptick, it seems to me. There seems to be an increase, thanks be to God. But it's certainly not enough. Well, we know we, that. We've certainly had an increase here at the Archdiocese for the military services since Archbishop Broglio came on 10 years ago. Uh, we're up to, I think, 47 now, co-sponsored seminarians, and that's up from a seven in 2008. So that's all good news. What about secular influences in the Air Force? Is that a problem? Well, it sure is, because the military is just very much like society. And um, and so the people come in with all those experiences and the, 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 the role of secularism uh, the um, unfortunate breakdown of family life in many cases, um, not coming out of a real strong faith tradition in many cases. All of these things, uh, you know, are, are challenges that we have to deal with in this environment. Um, and so the pool shrinks, so we have to, you know, go out a little deeper <laughs> to fish and to find what we're looking for. But I'll tell you, Taylor, the ones we're finding, and you mentioned the AMS seminarians, they are remarkable. Um, so that's, that's the bright side of it, is we've got some really great future chaplains in the pipeline. Well, thank you so much, Father Captain Thomas S. Foley of the United States Air Force, who is a chaplain recruiter for the Air Force based in Texas. I appreciate you stopping in and uh, talking to me today. My pleasure. Okay, well, I thought...